Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above. Happy Friday, everybody. I've been waiting for Friday, it seems like, all week long, and it seemed ever elusive as it was on Monday. Today, it feels like, oh, wow, how did I get here? <laughs> like the week just zoomed by. Uh, so hopefully you guys are looking forward to a good weekend. We are, uh, I am actually going to a psychic fair tomorrow in Bellevue, Washington. So Bellevue is, well, my daughter uh, Googled it. It's a 90 minute drive for us to get to Bellevue, which uh, literally is like right next door to Seattle. So we're looking forward to doing that. I'm checking it out because I might want to start doing fairs myself this year. So I'm excited to go take a look, get a feel for the people, get a feel for whether this is the right choice for me to make, uh, because this particular group does fairs in Bellevue and Linwood and Eugene, Oregon and Portland, Oregon and Anacortes, Washington, which is like right next door to me. So uh, I'm really looking forward to checking all of that out and just mingling with people. Woo, what a concept, mingling with people. Uh, also, uh, Sunday, we were supposed to have a birthday party for my dear little step-grandson, Noah. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do that as COVID seems to be making the rounds through their family right now. We'll take a, we'll see what happens, right? We'll just have to be open. If nothing else, I get to hang out with some really cool people, aka my family, and I always love doing that on the weekend. So I hope you're also going to have some good times this weekend. Now, we start the day today with the moon in Aries, and that's one thing I want to talk about because Aries energy is always so interesting to me, right? The energy of go and do and be and compete and be bold, be courageous, uh, do, you know, do your, do you, right? Do you kind of energy. So I'm really excited to uh, see that. And uh Oh, I just see that my daughter's out there. Good morning, Jen. Good to see you. Good to see you, Debbie Tibbetts, Tumiel, Monique, Alexander, Christine. Good morning, Gala. Good morning, Pam. It's all great to have you. Alana, great to see you out there. So, Corey, hello to you as well. I feel like sometimes, you know, it's a family gathering here. You guys are all my family as well. Uh, if I could hang out with all of you in person, that would be awesome. But it's just as good to hang out with you all here in the morning show. There's J-Lo. Hello, J-Lo. Good to have you with us this morning. I think Asa is going to be tapping in with us too here in a bit. And it's it'll be good to see her out there. So let's talk a little bit more. Well, here, let me tell you what we're going to talk about in general today. We're going to talk about the moon and Aries because, of course, that's important. Uh, but the biggest news for the weekend, which really isn't that big of news, really, it's okay, right? We have been so used to these many and varied big news items coming up for us in the astrology, whether a planet's retrograde or changing direction, going into a new sign, et cetera, et cetera, that this weekend coming up feels a little bit quiet, yet there is a very powerful conjunction going on today between the sun and Saturn. And remember, we talk a lot of times about cycles, right? The sun, when it comes into a conjunction with any of the planets, begins a new cycle with that planet. And so this happens on a yearly basis. The sun takes one year to go completely around uh, the astrology chart, one year to go completely around 
actually it's the earth that's moving around the sun, but it appears to us that the sun is moving through every sign of the zodiac. And when he does that, when he comes into a conjunction with a planet, it starts a new sort of round of energy with that planet. So depending on the sign and the degree and what other aspects are happening at the same time, we kind of get an idea or insight into how that planet and the sun are going to operate for the whole of the year. So we talked about this a bit ago when the sun conjuncted Pluto, right, and started a whole new year's worth of energy with Pluto. And today he comes into the conjunction with Saturn and as he does every year so this isn't something that's like banner waving get all excited about it is energy that always happens but it's useful for us to take a look at what does it mean to have the sun coming into a conjunction with saturn and this will be happening for you guys at about 16 degrees of aquarius so for those of you who have your charts at the handy look for aquarius and then just about midway through the sign you'll find the sun and saturn coming together in fact this morning when i drew up the chart they were at 15 degrees though the sun was at 15 degrees 46 minutes saturn at 15 degrees 55 minutes so they weren't quite clicked into the exact but they will be shortly if they aren't already. And that means then we have the conjunction energy going on right now. So what does it mean? What, why should you care? Those are always important things for us to determine, right? Because it means different things for different people based on where it is in your own chart. For some of you, it might not mean anything much, but it does to society and to culture at large because Jupiter and Saturn are really about the energy of the society. So what are the societal things that we are experiencing? You guys are going to have to forgive me this morning. I'm having what I think is an allergy attack. I don't know where that came from, except I slept with the bedroom window closed last night, which means likely I got all the dust from the heater uh, in my sinuses. So I apologize if I have to sneeze. I, I took a Claritin, so hopefully I won't be doing that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so when... When the conjunction happens, then something uh, in Jupiter or in Saturn, it um, brings up perhaps the potential for a cultural shift or a shift in the society that we're in. It does affect you personally as well, but not as much as the personal planets, Venus and Mars and the moon and the sun and Mercury. So, But the sun is involved in this, right? And the sun is a very personal planet. Now, something else came up to me this morning. Um, it uh, uh, occurred to me that some of you, Asa, you're one of them, and possibly Ursula, and uh, I'm trying to think there's probably another couple of you, are probably approaching your Saturn return at this very same moment that the Sun and Saturn are in a conjunction. So I know for you, Asa, I want to say it's February 5th. So that's just tomorrow, right? So the conjunction happening today, I think your natal uh, Saturn was at like 16 degrees, 17 minutes or something like that. And so that's huge. When I step back and I think about it, that is huge for those of you that are experiencing your either your first or your second Saturn return, uh, because you're also embarking on a new cycle personally with Saturn. At the same time, the sun is bringing you something new to work with in Saturn. So 
wherever Aquarius is by house in your personal charts is where the action of this new beginning is possibly going to uh, show up. And it is a new beginning, right? It, it may not always be that a Saturn-Sun conjunction brings a new beginning, but in this case, we are sitting at a time now where all of the planets are in forward motion, right? As of yesterday, when Mercury went to direct motion, we have no planets in retrograde right now. It's like suddenly all the lights, have you ever been on a boulevard? And as you look down the boulevard, all the lights are green. Uh, I've seen it too, where all the darn lights were red. But it's like right now we have all of these green lights that are literally pulling us down through uh, the road of something, right? Whether it's uh, beginning a new project or whether it's planning for retirement, it, it doesn't really matter. It could be a financial plan. It could be a health plan. It could be any kinds of things that uh, you're starting that's new. And in the sign of Aquarius, it is future oriented, right? So we're looking at the sun and Saturn together in a sign that Saturn co-rules and we are looking at, well, what comes next? What is the future going to look like? And again, those of you who have that Saturn return going on at this very same time, you really have are, or are stepping across the threshold into something new, something that is more authentic, more in your wheelhouse, you could say, something that's more uh, along the lines of your personal authority. And any place where you're noticing you've been out of alignment with your own authority. That's what's going to have to break. That's what's going to have to give. That's what you're going to have to let go of in order to move forward. The difference between the first Saturn return and the second Saturn return, besides 30 years difference in age, <laughs> is that the first Saturn return, so if you're between 28 and 30 years old, you're having your first Saturn return. And that means this is the time for you to really become forward looking. Where do I want to go in my life? What do I want to do? Who do I want to be? Who do I want to be with? Am I building a family? Am I building a company? Am I building a, a, a legacy? What am I building? And, and what is that going to look like? When you get to the second Saturn return, which again is probably from about age 56 to 60-ish, right? Somewhere in that time frame. It's about pruning your life, right? You've done the building and you've got a family built, you've got a business built, or you've got a career in, in, you've been doing things in your life. Now it's time for you all to let go of the things that don't matter anymore. What's no longer important because now you want to be really focused on what is important. What do I love? Where do I want to go? What do I want to build now? And uh, in some cases, it may even be the weakness in the foundation of what you've built that shows up so that you can shore it up for the future. So lots of possibilities for those of you that are in the thrall of a Saturn return. Now, for everyone else, right, including me, I'm not in the Saturn return anymore, thankfully. Uh, what does the sun in a conjunction to Saturn bring up? Well, first of all, it brings the fanciful, the idea, the ideal the imagination down into the reality, right? It brings it into real world, concrete, um, less abstract, more concrete uh, terms. So in that we have to work a plan. And if you don't have a plan, then it's time to make a plan, 
right? Asa and I are working on a project in behind the scenes and it was hysterical because I realized I had no plan. I have no plan. I have no plan for what to do this year. Uh, I have ideas. They're all up here kind of in the airy fairy part and air is very powerful right now, right? And Aquarius is an air sign and this conjunction is happening in Aquarius. So we have to take the airy fairy ideal uh, imaginal and we have to boom, drop it into reality when the sun comes into the conjunction with Saturn. So what are you working on maybe in your imagination or in your ideas that needs to actually have some feet, right? Bring it down to the ground. So making a plan, building a plan, working a plan are all the things that Saturn and the sun coming together are bringing to us. And I should say it the other way around, the sun is coming into the conjunction with Saturn. So work the plan, build the plan, and the sun conjunct Saturn brings order to the projects that we're working on or to the things that we've been building or to the ideas that we have, right? So we have to have it in an order so that we can take the steps to move forward. We can't move forward willy-nilly, except you guys that are manifesting generators. You guys can do that with uh, like, in, like nobody's business, right? You can jump around, hopscotch, go back, go forward. But is that really what you want to do if you're starting to launch something new or if you're moving into a new relationship? And I'm not saying to sit down with pen and paper and pencil out what you want in your relationship, uh, but it might be worthwhile to look in the journal that you have and decide, well, what do I want in a relationship? What do I want in a business? What do I want for my health? What do I want with in fill in the blank, right? So this is a great time for us to be able to do that. Uh, Aquarius can be very objective, somewhat cold, and an aloof sort of energy, non-committal energy. And that isn't a bad thing. So when I say that, I'm not saying this in a bad way. What it does is allow us to become more objective about what we are doing or about what we want to do or about our plans. So rather than having that really powerful emotional connection to something that can really color or blind us to, you know, what's right, what's true, what's the correct thing to do next, we are being allowed to step back and look in. So we have a more objective viewpoint. Maybe we go up and we look back down. And it allows us to see from uh, that more objective position what we need to do or uh, what things uh, we need to watch out for, etc. So we have that opportunity now, but also any planet that comes into a connection with Saturn can tend to pull down our energy somewhat. It can make us feel a little lethargic or fatigued or sleepy. And I'm even going to go to melancholic or feelings of depression or low energy, just lowness, right? But remember, the creative energy always has that kind of cycle. And this is, uh, by and large, a creative energy. It, it is an energy where we have to be very aware of how it is we're using it. The um, the sun and Saturn are both sitting at the gate 13, I believe it is, checking really quickly, yes, the gate 13, uh, which is on the identity center in your human design chart. So it's sitting at your soul. So whether you have that gate defined or not, it's a gate that sits on the identity center and it's reaching up for the throat center to be able to be made manifest. The opportunity for us is about listening listening deeper into the things that 
are correct for you. It's kind of like this. So, so Saturn and the sun, the Saturn part of this duo is kind of dampening down the sun's energy somewhat, but the sun is also helping to focus light for Saturn. So they're, they're, it's a partnership going on here between these two. And with this partnership, then it may allow you through those lower feelings or through that, you know, more tiredness to be able to see more forward in terms of what comes next, right? Because you're not so much in the doing, because if you're more tired, you're probably relaxing, or maybe you decide I need to get into meditation or I need to, I need to just stop all the action and allows us to listen listen to our hearts, listen to the voice of the universe. Where is it calling us to? I want you to think about this for a minute. The identity center where the sun and Saturn are now at gate 13 in their conjunction, starting the cycle, right? And starting the cycle at a gate that brings us into listening energy. So what, what are we listening to, right? Are you drowning out the, the, the sound of your own soul because you are listening to music all the time or television all the time or listening to everybody else's voices instead of your own? If so, that's a time for you to re kind of reel that in and really begin to listen to your own voice, to your own heart and to your own soul. The identity center is a magnet and it will automatically, when you're listening, it will automatically align you with what is correct for you. It's almost magic in, in a way because we have this inborn, right? It, right here, center mass right here in your body is a, is a magnet in the energetic field. I mean, it's not like in your real stomach, you have a magnet. It's in the energetic field around your solar plexus and around your stomach area is a magnet energy. And it has only one direction and it's attraction. It's pulling to you, right? So it, you have, if you think of yourself as a, as a scanner, right? And you're scanning the field of energy out there. It's almost like there's some kind of pulse or some kind of thing that, uh, that your magnet gets attracted to, and it pulls you in that direction and you aim for that. And if you have enough faith in yourself, if you have enough trust in the universe, if you have enough ability to surrender to this, it will pull you toward the things that are correct for you. The right people, the right timing, the right opportunity, the right idea, the right inspiration. And literally there's nothing you need to do, but align yourself to it. It's easy. If you think about it, there's no real difficulty here. It's not like, you know, the universe is putting up, uh, some kind of parkour course that you have to try to get through jumping and jump, you know, leaping, going under, Have you ever watched a, a, a mud, what do they call those things? A mud run, you know, where uh, people have all kinds of, of things they have to get through running through the mud or maybe climbing up things and jumping over. It's not like the universe is doing that to you. We do that to ourselves because we make everything so much harder than it has to be. So keeping that in mind, then al allow the magnet to attract to you the right direction, the right people, etc. And when we can do that, when we can release and have faith 
and, and surrender to that process, then the magic just happens as if it was just preordained, right? I've been in a situation like, I've been in many situations that things just happen as if by magic, but we have to kind of get out of our own way first in order for that to happen. So if you're feeling drained, if you're feeling kind of low or down, there might be a reason. Maybe you've been too busy and this is your time to tune in, listen. Listening is different than hearing right? Hearing is more of the mechanical thing, the, the parts of the ear that all work together for you to hear sounds outside of you. But listening is more inside of you, right? Or when we're listening to what people are telling us or listening to uh, the truth of something. So listening is more active than passive. Listening. So slow down. If you're slowed down, maybe it's because you need to turn tune in to something. All right. Uh, it's time to recommit, right? The sun coming to Saturn is time to recommit to your goals, to recommit to your values, right? Venus is now out of retrograde. So we've had this time to re-examine to re everything about our lives, what's true for us, what's not true for us, what we, where our hearts are aligned. Now it's time for us then to commit to ourselves, to our goals, to our plans, and then to build the bones of something. What is it that you want to build the bones of? What is it that you want to build the foundation of? What roots do you want to put down? It's a really great time for us to consider that. And it doesn't have to be something big. Maybe it's just a recommitment to living from your heart, right? It could be the simple. It does not have to be the big and elaborate. It could be the very simplest things, right? Saturn does kind of love simple. Saturn does kind of love everything pruned down to its basics. So we don't have to have elaborate things going on in order for this to be something effective. All we have to do is be aligned with what we really truly desire and allow the universe to put us in the right place at the right time with the right people and the right idea. Okay. That's all I have to say about that, I think. So let me take a look at people's questions and comments because I see a lot of them coming in. Uh, uh, okay. Mayank Sharma Welcome to Living Astrology. And a lot of times here on the show, Mayank, we don't have a lot of time to talk about personal uh, charts because I'm talking more in the general terms. But the whole premise of my show is to really teach you how to help yourself, how to find those answers. So it always begins with a chart. I don't know if I have ever provided you with a chart, but you could go to my website. It's free. And uh, to get a, an astrology chart or a human design chart, or why not get both, right? Get both um, so that you can uh, have access to that information so you can learn for yourself. Uh, if you already know a little bit about astrology, you know that the career sector is going to be in your 10th house. And actually Mars and the, or I mean, uh, not Mars, Saturn and the sun have a lot to do with uh, your career, because your career is also where your authority is, right? You, our chosen profession is often where it is that we do work that we love or that we are, that we hold as an, uh, that we're authorities in. And uh, the income house is the second house, right? So if you can get your own astrology chart, then you can uh, get that uh, and start to learn about yourself. I'm actually putting up my website address. But for whatever reason, the computer wants to be slow this morning. And there we go. 
Okay, so that's up for you. So the other option that you have too is to get a reading, a personalized look at your chart. That's also on my website there. Uh, okay, so uh, Asa, hi, Cosmic Sister. I love it. JLo, she's talking to JLo. That's great. Corey, uh, how long has it been since we've had a time when all the planets were direct? We had a time last year, early in the year, I think it was from late January to early February. And I may be wrong, but it was just somewhere here early in the year, but it wasn't very long before a planet turned direct or turned retrograde. So right now we have this going on all the way through April 29th. Woo! Long time, right? That's a good long time for us to get some key things going, to get, you know, some traction and to get some movement. The first planet to go retrograde is going to be Pluto, and that will be at uh, on April 29th in the later degrees of Capricorn. And it's not that retrogrades are bad. It's just that they tend to slow things down because we're taking a more internalized view at things to that are related to that planet. And then wherever that planet happens to be in our own, in our own charts. Uh, plus, how is the natal planet in your chart um, uh, set up? Is it direct or is it in uh, retrograde? So a lot of things go into to that. But right now with no planets in retrograde, everybody has the go sign up. And that's like why I said, it's like, you know, look, looking down a boulevard and seeing that all the lights ahead are green. <laughs> so we have a lot of green lights for us. And that means a lot of potential movement in our lives in whatever way that we want to take that movement. Um, okay. So I hope that answers your question, Corey, Pauline, hello to you. Um, you will love Lorelei and me, we practitioners. I've been going on to their online fairs and learning to become one. They're a supportive bunch. I love it. Thank you for letting me know that. I did meet with Lorelei one day on uh, Zoom. We had, I wanted to know more about them. And I mean, if I'm going to spend my money and my time and my effort in doing what I do with live people in a fair setting, it has to feel good to me. I'm emotionally defined if I walk in there and it does not feel good to me, then it's not going to be very successful. So I wanted to get a feel for who she is, who the organization is. And now I'm actually going to get to go to the fair and get a feel for, well, what is it like when they, you now add people, clients, uh, and the practitioners into the bunch. So I'm kind of excited to do that. Ursula, good morning. I've been thinking about you. She says, yep, Saturn and Aquarius in house five. Time to blast off, blast off into a new series in painting. Yes, exactly right. Maybe even using a new medium or allowing the real you to come to that surface and then show up in your art. Love it, love it. I already know that you've been working with that. Um, JLo says, I use notebooks to help me structure what I need. It has helped me since I have Gemini Ascendant and Libra Moon. Lots of air. That's right. Lots of air. So you need something that's going to bring you down. I, you know, it's one of the reasons why I often talk with a pen in my hand or I'm talking with my hands because somehow that helps me anchor the thoughts down to the ground so that they can actually move out <laughs> through my voice. It's pretty funny if I think about it. It's almost like I have to have my little uh, wand, right? Uh, so anyway, OMG, JLo says, that's why I have been falling asleep sooner and longer. Uh, I did the same last night, JLo. I was watching, what was I watching? Some kind of show on TV mindlessly while I was playing a game. And I fell asleep with my phone in my hand watching this TV show. My husband goes, Janet, Janet. And I was like, what? He's like, you've been asleep for 30 minutes. And I went, what? Oh 
like, <laughs> not good because then I might not go to sleep when I go to bed. Uh, but it's the energy of the day, right? It's the energy. Um, JLo also said, I was giving myself a pep talk yesterday and kind of felt crazy for a moment. Then said, if you don't push yourself, no one is here to do it for you. Love it. Sunny smiles. Good to see you. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, I love that image of attraction and solar plexus in only one way. Yes, it is. It's a one way magnet. It has attractive force. Now, what do you suppose drives the attraction? That's a good question too, because you can be focused on all of the things you don't want in your life. Like I don't want this, or I don't want that. Um, and the universe is only, or, or your attractor, your magnet is only going to see, feel, sense, attract those things to you that you're focusing on. So if you're focusing on what you don't have, or that, um, that emptiness that you feel, the universe is going to attract you more of that emptiness or more of that I don't have stuff, right? So if you're wanting to attract things that are correct for you, you have to open up the heart and you have to say, I really am excited about starting this new business and uh, I align me please with the right people, the right timing, the right opportunity so that I can flow with the universal energy and not fight that energy. And if seriously like magic, then the universe is going to start to hone in on the things that are correct for you, right? Correct for you, not, not correct for you, but correct for you. But it starts with you. It really does start with you and what you're focusing on. Uh, Natasha, last week, Janet, you gave me a card reading that aligned me with the ley lines of the earth. I called in my future, my life path to align with them. Awesome. I remember that card, Natasha. That's a great way, great use of that particular card. Um, JLo says a pebble will always make a ripple in the lake. Love that too. Sunny smiles. That is exactly what I'm open to finding my tribe and where are they? Love it. Natasha, then what I'm finding is that my business is feeling like it's expanding. Plus I'm finding a cleaner path with my health, which has been interesting. It's getting to where I know I'm knowing what is bothering me. I love it, right? And we, uh, if there's nothing magical or special that is happening for us, me, Natasha, or anybody else who's had experience with this, that you can't also have, if you haven't yet experienced that kind of magical alignment in your life. I will bet you that everybody, everybody out there's probably had an instance that you can remember where something that you really desired, that you were really focused on allowing it to come to you happened. That is your magical alignment from your identity center to uh, that the magnetizing of what it is that you've been focusing on, even if it was something small, right? It could be something small. And um, I remember when I was a kid, I was in, in ninth grade, 10th grade, and uh, I walked up to the cheerleading coach and I said, I'm going to be a cheerleader. And she looked at me and she's like, okay, so these are the things you're going to need to do. And one of them was have good grades. I was going to have to go into the tryout process and I was have to watch the dates for when that was happening. And I'd have to commit to blah, 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 blah. And I was so excited because it gave me something to focus on. And so I got straight A's. So I paid attention every time there was a tryout, I paid attention and I was 
a cheerleader. I mean, that's something stupid and small, but it gave me right there an evidential sort of experience of I wanted something so bad. I, I aligned myself with that and attracted all of the right things in the right timing that would put me in the position of becoming what I wanted to be. It worked. It was magic. It was so much fun, right? So you can do it too. So thanks for sharing that, Natasha. And uh, anybody else, if you have questions about that, go ahead and put those in the um, chat and I'll look back at that shortly. Uh, there's another aspect that's happening today that I want to talk about. And that is Mars in a sextile to Jupiter. I actually highlighted my chart this morning for you guys. So I wanted to show you, first of all, if you look at just the red and the blue lines here, doesn't it kind of look like a boat, right? Here, here's the side, here's the bottom, there's the side, there's the deck. And then if you look, these red lines can make the sail. It's like a, it's like a boat. The, <laughs> the picture that I looked at this morning in the chart was like a boat setting sail right? Setting sail for new territory or setting sail in a new way or whatever it is, right? So right there is the picture. But I also highlighted here uh, in green right there, if you can see, maybe I can bring it in closer. Right here is where the Sun-Saturn conjunction is happening. If this chart were a person, it would be happening in the first house. So this would be something that a, a personal connection, right? Sun and Saturn would be bringing a personal change to you. Uh, maybe it's a change in your viewpoint. Maybe it's a change in your, um, the way that you uh, see the world. could be any number of things. It could be a change in your body, maybe a new hairstyle, maybe new color in your hair, maybe new clothes that you buy, but something affecting you personally, right? A new you stepping forward. Now, the other thing that's happening today is a sextile between Mars and Jupiter. And a sextile is a relationship that is 60 degrees right? So there's, so here's, um, up here is Mars and down here is Jupiter. Jupiter's in Pisces. Mars is in, uh, is that right? Yeah. It didn't look right, but Mars is in Capricorn. Of course it's in Capricorn. And right here is the sextile. And a sextile is a, a good working relationship between, uh, both the signs and both the planets. So we have Mars in Capricorn who's exalted there. He does really well in Capricorn because he he can easily move forward when there's a plan established, right? So he's good there. Jupiter is a co-ruler of Pisces, so Jupiter does really well in Pisces. So we have a place where these two planets are coming together and they're able to open up pathways for us that might have been shielded or clouded before. And it brings enthusiasm to us. It brings enthusiasm for change, for setting sail, for making improvements to things in our lives, to ourselves even. Um, it also gives us courage. Mars is the planet of courage and he's the warrior god. And we also have the moon in Aries, which we've yet to talk about, but the moon in Aries giving us courage as well and the increased energy that we need to sustain are being able to connect with change. So we have a moderating influence here on the Sun-Saturn conjunction, and that's Mars sextile Jupiter. And we really are able to benefit from this kind of tra uh, transit when we're able to focus our energy and our resources to the plan. So I think we have two, two types of, of, of transits today 
that are really benefiting our being able to take the steps that we need to in order to move forward, which is, you know, more than we've had lately. We've had this cacophony of different voices and energies and planets, some retrograde, some forward, um, you know, some of them piled on top of one another that's made it harder for us to hear to listen to our own voices, perhaps, but now that's changing. So for the foreseeable future, listen deep, right? Listen to with a voice from within and from a, a position of attracting what you desire, because right here is another kind of notch that tells us that we're able to make these changes right now. So we have that as a big benefit. Um, JLo says, it looks like a bowl with a triangle on top. I see shapes everywhere. I know, right? And, you know, there's the, the thing is about it, the reason and why it's so prominent is look at all of these blue lines. They're on top of one another. And in every respect, they're on top of one another. And those blue lines represent trines or they represent sextiles in the chart. So that those are places that we normally find an ease and a flow between the planetary energies. So because we have uh, energy in Capricorn and a lot of energy in Taurus right now, right? The nodes and Uranus and Taurus, Pluto, Mercury, Venus, and Mars all in Capricorn, we have this relationship being built up in a trine, right? The trine is in Earth. So we have the ability for a lot of great things to happen when we are able to ground ourselves and tune into more of the uh, plan or the the stepwise progression of things. And then we also have the sextiles between uh, Scorpio and Aquarius. And then is that Scorpio? Yep, that's Scorpio and Aquarius. And then from Aquarius to Aries. So we've got good stuff, you know, going on. And so it shows up in the pattern that we have. But we also have a T-square, which you can hardly see in all of this. So to me, it's a muted T-square. And it's really between the angles and the vertex. So in your own chart, this is likely going to be different and may not even show up uh, because it would depend on where your own midheaven is and that type of thing. But the other pattern is going to show up in a big way. I just think of it as a boat or a bowl, whichever way you, I, boat is just more, I don't know, poetic maybe. <laughs> but if you want a bowl, then the bowl allows you to concentrate on what's in the bowl to take action on. So there's that too. Uh, Ursula, love the boat image. Egyptians would ride their solar boats to cruise through the Milky Way River. Go galactic. Woo! I love it. Uh, so there we go. We have some really good stuff. Uh, my oldest daughter has her first Saturn return, JLo says, next week, Wednesday. You know, and the thing that's really cool for Ursula, uh, Asa, and your daughter, and anybody else who's having a Saturn return right now, is that Saturn is not likely going to pass over in fact, it may come close, but it won't be going back and forth, back and forth. Ursula, I don't remember exactly what date yours is. Yours may put it closer to having that try uh, hit. So while the Saturn return for someone like Asa or your daughter, JLo, may feel more intense in the moment, it's not something that's going to be drug out over the course of time. That's a good thing. Mine was drug out over like a year. And so there were like these moments of things that would happen that would just drive me crazy. So I'm glad I'm past that time. But also, uh, it does reveal over time, what is the correct next steps for you. So there you have it. And your daughter is, you know, she's just stepping into her power in her life. So 
for her, it's about what direction do I really want to take? And then how do I do it? And what do I need to do to get there? So encourage her to build, 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 build. All right. So let's take a look at the moon in Aries, shall we? Uh, so just this morning, I my chart here time is uh, 6.59 a.m. That's when I uh, pulled up the chart. Two minutes before that, the moon had moved into Aries. That's so, I just, I don't know why it's, the moon is at zero degrees, two seconds of the sign of Aries. When I pulled the chart up this morning, I was like, oh, Aries, a new beginning. So the new moon in Aries, not the new moon, the moon in Aries supports our new beginnings that started with the new moon in Aquarius. Just what was that? Tuesday, Monday, depending on where, what time zone you were in. So in the window of the new moon, what we have is the energy that takes us into boldness, that gives us the daring, uh, daring energy, daring to say, uh, I will, I will do, I want, I, I'm going. Um, it's also fearlessness, right? Fearlessness to begin something, to take that next step, to embark on that sailing journey, right? So we have uh, the energy for all of that with the moon the emotional connections that the moon is giving us in terms of courage and that boldness. There's also a lot of self-focus when the moon is in Aries and it, the self-focus on the body, right? Aries rules the body. So it's the first house, which rules the body. The sixth house rules the health of the body. The first house rules the body itself. So you can see by planets that might be in the first house, the relative sturdiness of the body, the ability to um, you know, fight off disease to have a, immunity and that kind of thing. The sixth house is going to show you maybe the nature of the healing that will work for your body or the health issues that might crop up at times for you in your body. So the first house is the body and the body as a vehicle for us to be assertive, to assert ourselves into the world, right? It's the, the temple, the vehicle that we use to move through our lives. And it is also in self-focus about self-discovery. What am I made of, right? What, what, what am I made of? How, how, how can I look at myself in a different way and really see my strengths? I also want to see my weaknesses because I want to be able to shore up the weaknesses. What, um, uh, what am I made of could be more like, uh, what's my correct path? What's my correct energy to use? What's my correct type or strategy to, to bring it into human design terms? Um, the energy of competition shows up here as well. So who are we competing with? Do we need to compete? Maybe we're just trying to compete with our personal best and we're trying to keep, you know, moving ourselves, elevating ourselves, evolving ourselves. Um, it is also the sign that rules independence and independence, not the, an independence being one extreme, perhaps, while codependence would be the other extreme, that would be more Libran issue. An Aries issue might be that independence that doesn't want to reach out and get help when they need it. Um, so remember, Chiron is in Aries right now. And in the next uh, couple of hours, the moon is going to be conjunct Chiron. And that's going to bring up the places within us where we might have a wound, where we don't reach out for help, where we don't understand interdependence, which is what the moon might be bringing us to, right? We want, we want to be independent. We want to be able to be uh, self-reliant, self-sufficient.
self-sufficient. We want to be able to have self-direction, to have some autonomy. But we also can't do that all on our own because we're a team. We are a tribe. Uh, by the way, I'm reading, I'm not really reading it, I'm listening to it, uh, a book by uh, Sebastian Younger called Tribe. And I, I maybe listened to two minutes of it yesterday before all you know what broke loose. But um, I'm interested to see about how our moving more to independence has undermined our society. So that's going to be an interesting book to read. So the, the, the book is called Tribe by Sebastian Younger, just in case you all want to know what Janet's listening to or reading right now. The warrior nature. Aries brings up the warrior in all of us, the goddess warrior, as well as the masculine warrior. This is courage. This is leadership energy. This is strength. This is, again, boldness, right? It imbues us with the uh, like armor that is going to allow us to go forward. Now, do we want to go forward in a fight or do we want to go forward uh, in a more creative way, right? To me, I think we want to use the energy of creation, right? To move forward. There's always a downside. Every sign has one, right? There's always the more negative, the underside, the things to watch out for, the low frequency, the shadow that we want to move through in order to move on. And the shadow side of uh, Aries is selfishness or a tendency to be overly self-oriented or overly focused on the self. I don't want to use the word self-centered anymore because I think self-centered is a is framed incorrectly when we use it um, because being self-centered to me is about how I am from my strength able to go out into the world to help others, right? Or to uh, share what I do with others. So I, if without self-centeredness, then I'm coming from weakness, right? So I'm trying not to use self-centeredness here. So instead it's more focus on the self or more in the selfish side of things. There's also vanity here. There's also impulsiveness here. Mars likes to move, likes action. Put the moon here and we may impulsively strike out at others from an emotional reaction. We may find more conflict or more confrontational energy within uh, groups that we're a part of because you guys are sitting here listening to me, right? You understand what I'm telling you about what the energies might bring. But a lot of people don't know that, right? They're not listening to astrology. They're not even aware of what's happening, but they may bring confrontation to you. They may bring conflict to you, but you're in the know, you know, ah, this is reactive energy. Do I buy into that reactive energy and do another reaction to their reaction? Or am I going to breathe and respond? Right? I understand you sound a little frustrated. Can you give me more information about what it is you're feeling right now? Instead of buying into it and going, well, you bitch, why are you, why do you have to use that tone with me? Right? We don't have to do that and add to the flare of emotion. We can instead go, ah, I get it. You're frustrated. I feel it. You're angry. You're upset. Did I do something? Blah, 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 whatever. However, that isn't you buying into and adding to the reactive energy. Anger and impatience, two other big energies that come up with the moon here. So we want to watch for that as well. We might feel ourselves as more impatient. We may be easily triggered to anger. And by the way, it is uh, all day today, all day tomorrow, 
and uh, till tomorrow afternoon before the moon moves off into Taurus energy. So the weekend is all about Aries moon energy, emotions that can become impulsive, angry, frustrated, but also can cause us to focus more on how we want to strike out into the world. How do we want to be our best selves in the world? Health-wise, uh, Aries rules the face, the head, uh, anything to do with the brain, the scalp even, so everything to do with the skull. Headaches and dizziness might all be a part of the experience of uh, health uh, co co corroboration. What is that word I always like to use? A correlation, not an exact one-to-one -one match. So the, the correlative uh, energies are about the face, the head, the scalp, and what have you. Headaches and dizziness, all a part of that, perhaps migraines, etc. But it's not a one-to-one -one relationship. It doesn't mean that we're all going to have headaches this weekend, right? So I just want you to understand that. But often it is Aries sun signs and Aries rising signs that suffer the most from head issues, right? Because Mars is involved, we also want to make sure uh, we don't get into accidents. The energy of the moon here is triggering Mars. Mars is in a very powerful place himself right now. So watch, be in your body at all times, right? Watch out for knives, vehicles, things that are metal, right? Mars rules metal, uh, that you are very in your body, paying attention to what you're doing. The last time I said something like this, I was cutting up something. What was I cutting up? And I cut my finger. Be in your body. Be in your body. That's all I can say. Okay. Let me take a look here. Uh, only one pass, Ursula said, thankfully. That's right. I was thinking that Saturn wasn't going to make it back. Once he does go retrograde, which isn't until May or June, he is not going to make it back to uh, 16 degrees. So you guys are skating. Uh, but things can be a little more intense for you during that period of time. Uh, JLo says, weird, my Leo daughter felt uneasy yesterday and I told her to stay home today. Was not sure why she can still do work online. Well, if she's a Leo, she's probably feeling the pulling together of the sun and Saturn in Aquarius, the opposite sign. So often we're feeling the um, events from another sign. So when, um, I don't know what degree her Leo sun might be sitting at or any other Leo planets, or even what axis that is in her chart. But that could be why, because the sun and Saturn were already within a degree of one another yesterday, right? These things don't happen again in a vacuum. Remember they're coming there. We call it uh, uh, waxing, right? They're getting closer and closer. And then there's the exact, which is today, and then waning as the day goes on. And as the next couple of days go on, the, the uh, force of this transit wanes. So, she's just more intuitive maybe or in tune with uh saturn so she's also an aries moon so today when the for let's see for you it was at was at what time was it 6 57 a.m so for you in new york that would have been 9 57 this morning when the aries moon began to affect us all so i also wanted to bring up uh before i go do some card readings for us for the weekend uh that Today in the Pleiadian calendar is eight choosing. Eight is one of my favorite numbers in uh, both Pleiadian and Mayan astrology because I always think of the idea of eight being the interface between our divine self and our physical self, 
right? Eight being the divine, the top part of the circle. And then where it comes down and loops around at the bottom is, you know, imbuing spirit within human, right? And even when it's on its side, you know, we're talking about then the heart to heart connection that we have together. So eight is always the embodiment, I think, of connection and choosing connection, right? That's the choosing energy today. Um, in the Mayan calendar, that energy was ebb, which represented the road. And where, what, how far were we going to travel down the road? If there was a fork in the road, what direction were we going to take? Um, are we going to choose to sit and stay where we are on the road or are we going to continue going? So it's all about the choice, right? Choosing and choosing maybe based on what feels good here in the heart, what fills us with connection, what uh, fills us with divine feelings, right? Being connected to our, our higher self or our spiritual self. So there you have it. All right. So let's see this morning. I can do a couple of readings. I'm going to take the first three, <laughs> two, but I was going to say three people. So people who did not get a reading last week, if you want to step up and say, I want a card reading, please let me know that. And I'm also going to draw a spirit animal card for us for the weekend for direction. I actually made a little video for my little Wyatt this morning because he's the one that I like to play. He likes to play. I do too, because it's with him, uh, animal alphabet, where he gives me a letter of the alphabet and uh, uh, an animal that he wants to look up. And I mean, he's not even four yet. And he knows what letter goes with what animal. So he'll say, grandma, let's look at A for alligator. So then I'm on my phone and I pull up pictures on Google of alligators. And I gave him a little video this morning that said, hey, Wyatt, I have a new animal for us to look at because I'm going to see him tomorrow. Uh, wildebeest. I said, now it's your turn to tell me what letter that starts with and to go find a picture of it. So it was really cute. Uh, okay. Turkey, Turkey Lurkey is our uh, card. Give with gratitude and grace. Card number 61, which is a seven, highly spiritual. And Turkey was upside down when I pulled him out. So Turkey energy. And in reverse, it is a protection message. So let's see what we are uh, needing to learn here. Turkey, are you giving in order to receive in kind, keeping a tally of how much you have given and what is owed to you? This is not the way to experience abundance. When turkey spirit is in the protection position, it is a reminder to let go of any perception of scarcity or fear that if you give too much, you will not have enough for yourself. Hmm. Use your spiritual practices to reconnect with spirit and remember how it feels to embody abundance and you will give as much as needed as is needed right now. Know that whatever you need to fulfill your stores is coming to you right now. Love, prosperity, knowledge, and assistance from allies who are everywhere and want you to be the abundance you seek. Turkey Spirit is here to tell you that everything evens out when you are aligned with the law of abundance as spirit wants you to be. Abundance is yours, Turkey. And that's even in the protection, right? So remember, abundance is yours. All you have to do is align with it. Be in the same spirit as uh, that. Okay. So Tammy Smith, you got it. And Sunny Smiles, you've got it. And uh, Christine. Okay. So I've got three. All right. Now, Tammy, what deck do you want? I already have an idea. I think I'm going to pull you a Starseed Oracle, right? This is one of my newer decks, Rebecca Campbell and Danielle Noel did the artwork here and let's see here 
um, Starseed Oracle for Tam, or yeah, Tammy. Star, why does this card, this card came up last week. That's funny. Star Brothers, Horus Energy, Protection, Loyalty, Safety, Trust. Horus, right? Horus Energy. Let's see what this says. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it's called Star Brothers. Um, so we have, you're more protected than you can imagine. It's safe to open the back of your heart. You're being called to be open to receiving a new level of support now from those in your life and from the benevolent beings you are connected with. Through ancestral patterning, current life traumas, and past life karmic impressions, many of us have become mistrustful and suspicious of loyalty and have blocks when it comes to receiving support. We've learned that we need to go at life alone. That it's safe to let our guard down and our heart open. That it's not safe, excuse me, to let our guard down and our hearts open. That the world isn't a friendly place. The Star Brothers want you to have a new experience of life on Earth. They want you to feel deeply secure and safe, even if you're going through a difficult time. They want you to hand over your fears to them, to see them as opportunities to let in more love. They're guiding you to stay open to receiving a greater level of support than you can ever imagine both in this world and beyond, to call in your team of loyal protectors and supporters, both physically and energetically. They want you to learn to soften through life's ups and downs and to learn to open your heart, especially when it most wants to harden. Here's your star seed, star seed soul inquiry. How can you open yourself up to receiving more support? And I'm going to encourage all of you to write this down because we're all in this together. So today the soul inquiry question is, how can you open yourself up to receiving more support? Mm, really good with the moon in Aries, I think. So good one. Star Brothers. Let me show it again one more time. Star Brothers. Horace. Uh, okay. Uh, who was next? Sunny Smiles. Me, me, me. I love it. Um, so good morning, Londa. It's good to see you. Pam Zaruga said, just got a turkey out to cook. <laughs> Awesome. That is really awesome. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm feeling the Mayan cards for you, uh, Sunny Smiles. The Mayans are wise, right? Wow, wisdom beings. Wise wisdom beings. So let's see what they have to say to you today. Wow, they are sticking. Did I make the right choice here? Apparently I did. So the number card of organic balance. This is the number six. In uh, the Mayan number system, the bars represent five and the dots represent one. So a five and a one is a six and it represents organic balance. Something I guess we could all use right now. Interesting, it's a six year, right? 2022, 222. Uh, we've just had the palindrome day, 2-2-2022. Two, two, uh, so we are looking, and if you add those numbers, up, well, if you add those numbers up, they become a 10. But the universal year uh, that we're in is a six. So organic balance emerges from who you are in all dimensions. The stars too have roots. The qualities of the number six, receptivity, ability to respond, dynamic equilibrium, roots in many directions, fluidity. 
Six is the ray of organic balance, the dynamic equilibrium of the foundation of self combined with the one point of unity. Organic balance is an active process, not a static or fixed state. Drawing this card indicates that wherever you have become static or fixed, be willing to look at balance with the larger picture in mind. Balance is rooted in the totality of who you are. Let your receptive roots run deep, grounding your ability to respond in this world. Bring your essence self into your present expression. Aliveness is derived from essence. You are the unity that creates organic balance. You are free to choose, respond, give, and receive. Six asks you to respond to life with love, to bring heaven to earth through your embodiment of the six-pointed star. Embody the divine light in your human form. As you are infused with the vibration of heaven, heaven is brought to earth. As you journey homeward, earth is brought to heaven. Thus is created organic balance, heaven and earth in a symbiotic, symbiotic union. Love it. I think we could all use that card too, balance. Uh, okay, so last was Christine Buckingham. And I started already hearing this buzz in my head. And I didn't know it was going to be for you, Christine. But what I was hearing is that we need a galactic card, a galactic heritage card. And again, you know, these are, you may not be the person that's getting the reading. But because you're part of the tribe or the group or the community of us here this morning, this is also energy that is encoded for you as well. So the card that uh, we talked about in the Starseed Oracle, the Star Brothers, Horus energy is yours, as well as the Mayan number six that was for, uh, that we brought out for um, Sunny Smiles. And this one is going to be for all of us as well, even though it is focused on Christine Buckingham. Okay. So Christine is taking this for us and it is about Vega. Hi, running out of desk space. Vega, logic and reason. Reason Number 26, which is an eight, which happens to be the day in the Pleiadian calendar we're at today, an eight. So logic and reason. Let's see what this is all about. This is Vega in the present and 26. Here we go. All right, Christine, are you ready? Uh, in the very ancient days, vegans were very balanced in their mental and emotional bodies. But later, their practices of discipline created an imbalance of logic and reason. They learned to ignore their emotions, judging them to be inferior to the mental experience. Emotions are an essential part of the human experience and must be expressed alongside our thought processes. Look at yourself honestly. Do you learn, lean more, excuse me, toward focusing on the mental body, which is logic and reason, or more toward expressing emotions? Both are important, but in moderation. Balance comes from honoring both equally. Interesting, we have this kind of theme of balance coming through here this morning. One of the biggest karmic challenges of the ancient vegans had to do with how they used their self-discipline to develop the mental body. In this era of the vegan civilization, they had a challenge with overdeveloping the mental body to the detriment of the emotional one. I kind of feel like we've been doing that here on earth as well. So maybe this is uh, apropos for all of us. This eventually led to challenges in the offshoot races, such as the Zeta Reticuli. Many humans have connections to this time in vegan history and still have challenges in being able to balance the emotions with the mental processes. 
if this card comes up today, look at the other cards surrounding it for similar themes, right? Well, we can look at the other two cards for the people that we've drawn and they've had a theme of balance in there, um, as well as the habits and patterns that you have. It could be a message that you need to lessen your reliance on the mental body for navigating through reality. It might also mean that you need more grounding and should develop your mental body more. As you look within at your connection to this idea, you can see a clearer picture of why this card came up in your reading. So for all of us, we may be needing to balance more of our emotional and our mental uh, bodies. So take a look at that. Maybe you've been overly mental or uh, ignoring the emotions. Maybe you've been overly emotional and ignoring the mental, right? So the air and the water energies, right? Okay. Well, thank you all for being with me this morning. It was a pleasure to be able to draw some cards, have some little bit of time this morning to do that. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. I will see you on Monday morning to talk about what is coming up next week. Take care, everybody.